This is Miriam Knight from New Consciousness Review. Today we're speaking with Diana Cooper. She is the author of The Keys to the Universe, Access the Ancient Secrets by Attuning to the Power and Wisdom of the Cosmos. This is Diana's 19th book, and um, listeners might be familiar with her previous book, uh, her immediate previous book, which was 2012 and Beyond, An Invitation to Meet the Challenges and Opportunities Ahead. Diana, I'm so delighted to have you with us. Um, Hello, it's lovely to be here. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Tell me, how did you come to write The Keys to the Universe? Well, I just thought that I'd have a little rest after 2012 and beyond, but Spirit had another idea. I was with Kathy, who is my co-author. That's Kathy Crosswell. Mm-hmm. That's right. And my guide, Kumika, immediately came in and said, we want you to write another book, and it's very important. You have to prepare yourself. You can't start till the new year, but it's to be called The Keys to the Universe. And we looked at each other in astonishment because that seemed quite a tall order to write a book of that nature. But it it proved to be quite extraordinary to write. And the very first meeting that we had to channel the information, because they wanted us to write it together because we can reach a higher level when we are together and Mm -hmm. tune in to a more pure level of consciousness. And on the very first meeting that we had, we were talking to Kimikar, bringing through information, and suddenly the light went dim, the candle went right down, and we knew that a huge energy was trying to get through. We immediately went into meditation and very silent space, and then we looked at each other and said, it's source. And Source himself came through to tell us how important the book was and also gave us some personal advice. And, you know, the guidance he gave us was not, you must be more spiritual, you must do more work meditating. It was spend time with your children. Have one-to-one time with members of your family. Go on holiday and relax more. And I thought, yes. That is the way to to live. And it was through that that we brought the energy of the keys to the universe through. My goodness. Now, tell me what you mean by the keys to the universe. As you say, that's a pretty ambitious kind of title. It's an extraordinary title. There, it transpires that it's only been this year for the first time that humans have been able to access the keys. We've only recently been able to access the energy of hollow earth and the deeper energies of Sirius. There are 48 keys to the universe, and of these, there, and there are also two cosmic keys. One of these is hollow earth. Now, hollow earth is a seventh dimensional chakra or energy center right in the center of the planet, and it is here that the fifth dimensional blueprint of the planet is held. All the knowledge of everything that ever has been on Earth is held within it. And there is a vast cosmic pyramid in the center. And when you sit in it in meditation or in your spirit body at night, 
then you can access many of the other star systems and start to bring through the wisdom and energy of those star systems because those are part of the keys to the universe and it's all intimately connected with the ascension of our planet and of this universe. You see, the reason that this book is coming out now and why it's so important is because of 2012. And as I'm sure most of your listeners know, 2012 is the end of a 260,000-year cosmic era. So it's not just the 26,000-year era that most people realize. It's 10 times that a cosmic era. And so at the end of 2012, much cosmic energy is coming in to help the planet move forward. It's the end of an outbreath of Brahma. And then we have an 11-year in-breath. And that's when everything is coming to the surface to be explored. Karma has to be released. And that's why we're going through the cleansing that started now. And then there's a pause. And then in 2032, the next out-breath starts again. Creation commences again. There is, in 2032, the start of a new golden age, a fresh blueprint for Earth, for humanity and for the universe. And then the new golden age can start at a higher level than the previous one. So it is the most extraordinary and awesome time to be in, in incarnation. And not only that, there are 12 universes and in 2012, all the universes are starting to ascend to a level higher. And so we live in a fourth dimensional universe, but because of free will, Earth has been lower at a third dimension. And also there's another reason why Earth has been held back and has been holding this universe back. And that's because it's the solar plexus of the universe. Now, we hold our fear in the solar plexus. And so Earth is holding the, solar the fear for the entire universe. And this is why so many of the planets are focused on Earth right now, trying to help us, giving us energy. And so we will all be moving up soon. But now Earth has just moved into the fourth dimension, and that is why this book has come out now, to help with this 20-year transition that's about to start. So and That's why it's so vital right now. What you're saying is raising a lot of questions. Let's see if we can <clears throat> clarify them one at a time. Um, yes. let, let's go back to the, the hollow Earth and the crystal core, and you're saying yeah. that the crystal core, the pyramid, is holding the blueprint um, for the planet, for the universe, and, and is is that? It holds the blueprint for this planet, but of course, is that like DNA or the Akashic? Is that like DNA or the Akashic records? It's more like the Akashic records. It does hold the Akashic record for us, and uh, when you're within it, it connects to the four ascension planets, which are. The, which are Neptune, Sirius, Orion, and the Pleiades, which are intimately connected with Earth, and we are all working together 
but of course they're holding the energy of Earth, trying to raise it at the moment. So when you say raise the energy, it, it, that's what you mean by ascension, raising the vibration? Yes, raising the frequency to another level higher. And so what, by, 20, what would, by 2032, we must all be in the fifth dimension because this entire universe, this planet, will be in the fifth dimension by that time. And how will it look if we're in the fifth dimension? How will it be different from now? Well, in the fifth dimension, everybody's doing what is for the highest good. They're working for the common cause. There's no um, trying to be better than somebody else, trying to have more money than somebody else. That's no longer the paradigm of the fifth dimension. And this is why we're living in these times when dinosaur businesses, banking systems, they're all starting to collapse because that's not the paradigm that we're moving into. And there are principalities which are high-frequency angelic beings already working to help those dinosaur businesses to move from where they are into something that's in a line with the new energies coming in. Mm-hmm. And the, the keys that you mention, um, do they help in this ascension? Absolutely. Because... For each key, there is, for example, a sound. Mm-hmm. Now, sound is incredibly, incredibly important. And the sound of each key helps to attune you to the wisdom held within that key. There is a CD with the book which gives the sound for each of the keys. And then for Hollow Earth, which is one of the cosmic keys, there is an orchestration of those sounds. So that as you listen to them, you absorb the energy and tune into the wisdom of hollow earth. And then the same for the golden cosmic key within Sirius. And it is quite extraordinary. People write to me and say it's just opened their minds and helped them to see things in a completely different way. Yes, I I saw that you included uh, not only... uh the the keys and the description of the keys, but also a meditation on how to, I I suppose, experience them, listening to the sounds. Uh And in the book, there are lots of exercises to help you to connect with each of the keys. And incidentally, we talk about hollow earth, but the main entry to hollow earth from, from the surface of the planet is the hollow earth portal, and that's in America. And that's one of the most important of the cosmic portals opening in 2012. Is that the one in Mount Shasta? It's it's not quite Mount Shasta. It's absolutely enormous. The others are all round, and this one is an elongated shape. It covers the whole of North and South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. And uh, as you can see, it's huge, and it has to come back into its original round shape. It's linked to the source via the Pleiades, so it's bringing a lot of healing energy through. And of course, there are going to be earth changes in that place because so much has to shift there. But to counteract that and help people to deal with it, magical, extraordinary things are happening there. For example, in Nebraska, a beautiful red-pink energy 
was planted within the earth by beings from Venus to help bring forward love and kindness and peacefulness after 2012 so that the people can cope with everything that's happening much more easily. In Oklahoma, ancient in ancient times, very wise beings left their love and wisdom deep within the earth so that it would surface after 2012 and help with the transition. And in South Dakota, in a most extraordinary thing is happening because after 2012, the seraphim, those of the angelic hierarchy who hold the frequency of source and sing creation, they are going to come in and touch the hearts of people there and help them to make massive shifts. So wherever there are special places, there are new energies and higher beings coming in to help the planet. Well, what about if you're outside of these places? Well, then you have other things to deal with. Um, nobody says it's going to be easy anywhere, not, um, not as the entire planet is having to be cleansed. For example, Archangel Gabriel is doing a massive cleansing in Europe right now, and he is a pure white angel with pure white energy, and he does it through snow. And so we have huge snowfalls, which are completely unexpected and unusual, purifying the whole of Europe right now. And this is part of the cleansing that is going to start in a big way in 2017. Now, we have a choice. We can either cleanse the earth ourselves by focusing on it, sending love down the ley lines, helping to shift the energies so that everywhere is pure and clear, or Mother Nature will do it for us. So this will be a time of, of uh, coming together and focusing on um, our inner work, I suppose. How yes, can the keys help? The keys can help because each one of the keys um, either aligns you to a portal or some particular energies that are really helpful. For example, many people have problems with their families, with sexuality, and there is a portal opening in Honolulu which carries a beautiful pink energy of love, of agape, unconditional love, and that is starting to be released already, and it's helping teenagers with sexuality so that they um, can focus more with more wisdom on the choices that they make. And it also can help families, because at the moment, so many families are all entangled, they're corded together. And this means that they try to escape from each other, or they can't live together in total harmony. And after this has um, started to open and release its energy, if we tune into that particular key, we can draw that energy into our family and start to live together in harmony in a way that hasn't been possible since the time of Atlantis. So different keys um, affect different aspects of our lives and, and yes. we can focus on the ones that we need at any given time? Is that it? Absolutely. So the keys are either held within portals 
which are high frequency places where we can access higher energies. Do we have to go there? No, you can go there in your spirit body. You mm-hmm. don't have to go there in your physical body. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's very nice to go there in your spiritual body, and you will receive extra help and connections if you do, but you don't have to do that. We'd all be traveling all the time otherwise, <laughs> be- because they're so exciting, so interesting, completely fascinating. As you read about the portals and you discover what the keys are and, and how they can help you, And so there are portals that hold the keys. There are cultures that hold them. For example, the Native Americans. Imhotep, the high priest, brought the wisdom from Atlantis to America. It was the Cherokees who brought it. And they hold the wisdom. They're the keepers of the ancient wisdom of the earth. We all know that anyway. But they have many secrets that we haven't brought forward yet. And so as we tune into the keys, we learn how to honor the land and how it makes a difference to our lives, the food we produce, everything that we do. I I was uh, very interested in your description of the keys of Sirius. Tell us about that. Right, the keys of Sirius are slightly different from the keys of hollow earth. They cover such things as time and speed. For example, time isn't linear. We know that, but people don't always understand how it, why it's not linear or how it works. And it works on a dimensional frequency. So if you're in third dimension, you might be bored, you might be impatient, you might find time is going very slowly because your consciousness is lower. If you find time is going slowly, then you must raise your consciousness and that puts you into the perfect flow. If you're in the fourth dimension, you're aware of a situation but you're not acting on it and so you're in a kind of limbo period. If you're in the fifth dimension, then you're flowing with the universe. Time that goes very quickly, you're never impatient because you trust the universe to bring you what is right for your own growth. So can and we raise so, ourselves to the fifth dimension now, or do we have to wait until...? Absolutely. Of oh. course we can raise ourselves to the fifth dimension. The keys to the universe gives us all, all the keys to do this, so that every time you make a harmonious decision, you forgive, you release, you use your energy selflessly, you are moving higher into a higher frequency. When you attune with nature, that helps to put you into the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. And all the time we're living like that, life is flowing in harmony and we attract harmonious situations to us. But the keys of Sirius, for example, also cover sonic sounds. And some of these are really quite amusing. I laughed when we first heard about snoring. It's a sound that people make in the top of their nose. And snoring is caused by a blockage, and it's either emotional or physical. But the sound is an effort by the person to draw in the sonics of the angels to heal themselves. So if you hear somebody snoring, 
just know that they're trying to bring in the angels to heal them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful, isn't it? And have you ever heard a buzzing in your ear or even had a oh, sharp yes. sound or pain? Oh, yes, yes, and yes. That, well, that's your guides or angels trying to break up your resistance so that they can talk to you. And thunder is breaking up all the negative energy that's blown into an area to clear it. And then the lightning, of course, is the, is the transmuted energy of that, uh, of that negativity. And so some areas like mountains, for example, where you have more thunder, it's because mountains tend to be high frequency areas. And so if the negativity comes anywhere near it, there's thunder to break it all up. Hmm. And you know, it, it also covers such beautiful things like if a mother is singing to her baby, then the angels come in through that sound to help bring up pure love to the mother and baby and hold them in a higher energy. I'd like to give the listeners an example of a related sound key called the Cosmic Heart. So the sonics are very important. Sacred geometry is also a part of the um, keys to Sirius because every shape creates a flow and it alters the vibration of the energies around it. So as you perhaps imagine yourself sitting in a triangle or a six-pointed star, the energy around you is different and it's bringing in higher frequency energies according to what you're doing and your intention. So they're also parts of, the, of those keys. But then there are other keys which are like the key of pure love. And when you have do anything from pure love, then the angels are assisting you. So if you're doing something in that absolute moment, for example, a soldier who runs onto the battlefield and helps one of his comrades, at that moment is not thinking of anything except helping his comrade. The angels come in and assist. And another example is if a mother sees her child has been trapped under a car or under a cupboard or something, she has a superhuman energy to lift the obstacle off the child yes. because of her pure love and focus at that moment. Mm -hmm. Now that's angel energy that's come in through her to save her child. Yes, one, one often um, hears or reads about extraordinary experiences where people are having traumatic cra car crashes or whatever, and suddenly they feel that mm -hmm. they're being lifted or protected. Yeah. Angels Please. help us all the time. Yes. So, Diana, what, what is your dearest hope uh, that people will get out of reading this book? Oh, that they raise their frequency and help not just themselves, but help the whole world to rise in frequency and ascend easily. Because we're going to ascend 
It's whether we do it smoothly, happily and easily, or working together in cooperation, or whether we make very heavy weather of it. So and when you when you say when you say raising our frequency, you're really talking about changing our thoughts and emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. It, that's what ascension mm-hmm. is. Changing the way you are, and then you draw in different energies to you. You radiate them, and people react and respond to them. And one person can make a huge difference. Uh, for example, if you go down the road and you're in a beautiful, happy energy, you're in a fifth dimensional frequency and you smile at everybody, those people are taking away some of that energy and feeling better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the converse is also the case. Yes. We yes, have a huge, huge possibilities of shifting people. And everything is teaching us. One of the keys, for example, is about birds. And the birds aren't here to learn. They have incarnated to teach, and they're teaching us all the time. So if you see a particular bird, it's teaching you something. They just don't come to you by chance. If you're in the right area and you see a hummingbird, it's reminding you about the wisdom of Lemuria and awakening old memories for you. And the same with a pelican. If you see a pelican, it's reminding you of the ancient civilization of Mu, and the wisdom of those times. If you hear um, birds singing the dawn chorus, they're actually telling you about the cosmic currents of that day, and they're bringing the messages from the angels to give you information about what's going on. And we've forgotten how to listen, or even to listen. And then there are birds that work with Archangel Azrael, um, the crows, the whole of the crow family, that's magpies and crows, they work with Archangel Azrael, the angel of death, and they warn people not just about death, but also about birth, because he's the angel of birth and death. So they will go to uh, an animal if they're about to give birth and remind them it's time to get ready. But they also come to humans and say um, it's time to watch something. And it may be that your thoughts have gone down and you need to raise your thoughts. So as that, they're messengers of enlightenment coming to help us. Mm -hmm. Well, I I love the the picture that you're painting of the connection of everything, of how we're intertwined with nature and the angels and each other. Mm -hmm. Just wonderful. Absolutely. And the elementals Mm -hmm. and the flowers... Everything is here as part of one whole. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Diana. Tell, tell me, how can we find out more about you? Well, my website is enormous. I've put as much information as I can. I've got a new one coming up in January, and uh, it's full of information telling us about the unicorns, the angels, the elementals, the masters, and... Um, And tell us what that website is, Diana. It's um, www.dianacooper.com. That's easy. It's very easy, yes. (laughs) And I I have a question service. I answer thousands of questions. We also um, tell people what their orbs are. And uh, we get sent hundreds of orbs every week. um, Yes, you wrote a whole book about orbs, didn't you? Yes, there are two books on orbs. 
enlightenment through orbs and ascension through orbs so that people can start to translate their own. Right. Well, uh, j- just for readers who aren't familiar with the term, orbs uh, can often be photographed with digital cameras. And, uh, okay, I can't resist. Quickly, what, what is an orb? Okay. An orb is the sixth-dimensional frequency of an angelic being captured on film. Uh-huh. Right. Well, if, if people go to your website, dianacooper.com, or if they come to our website, ncreview.com, they will see um, links to your books and your videos. Um, so uh, it's uh, just wonderful getting to know you, Diana, and thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much indeed. This is Miriam Knight from New Consciousness Review. Join us on ncreview.com and join us next time when we speak to more fascinating individuals. And I'll leave you with the rousing key of Atlantis. Goodbye.